0: Victims are stripped of their dignity, but we rarely talk about it. It's time to have open and honest conversations and get down to the basics. This is a stripped down podcast.
1: before you drag us like okay this episode don't drag us but we're working through our issues. we're working through our issues guys i'm done with policies mm. that only serve to make the wealthy wealthier there i said it <laughs> just i'm done i don't know if you guys ever remember watching this clip um it was in davos which is like the world economic forum and this historian called, I think his name is Richard Bregman, called out, <laughs> called out the rich for not paying taxes. He's like, guys, we're at a firefighting conference and we're not allowed to talk about water. Like, rich people aren't paying taxes. And then he was just like, stop, just stop thinking about, you know, oh, I don't want to pay taxes, but I give so much to, you know, I give so much to the poor. It's not about philanthropy. Do do what's right and pay your taxes. And then um The now current executive director of UN AIDS, Winnie Biannima, I think, I don't know, I never say her name right, but she's a really powerful person Um, and such a powerful speaker. You should Google this conversation, guys. But to put this into context, in Kenya, less than 0.1% of the population, that's like 8,300 people, own more wealth than the bottom 99.9%. That's more than (laughs) 44. million people it's insane it's insane and like the richest 10 percent of people in kenya and on average 23 times more than the poorest 10 percent and you know what really pissed me off really pissed me off is that um kenya lost 1.1 billion dollars not kenya shillings please not Kenya's unions, $1 billion dollars, <laughs> 1.1 $1. <laughs> $1 billion dollars a year to tax exemptions and incentives for these corporations. That's guys, to put that in context, that's almost twice what the government spends on its entire health budget. So guys, this system is protecting these rich folks. Where are our priorities? As in, this inequality is Maddening, And then also, you wealthy people over there, she says. What, <laughs> you wealthy people over there? It's not like you're going to just get, you know, lose your wealth now, please. Like, it's, you know, it's so hard for wealthy people to lose their wealth. What are you afraid of? Just bloody paying the taxes. But also, if you're within the 8,300 people, um, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tied down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, My issue this week, um, in regards to privilege, I feel like this is a saying somewhere, or someone said it, and I've probably stolen it, but public service is a privilege, not a right. And I really wish that a lot of our duty bearers would think along those lines. Um, We've talked about this before, Dam. But I I remain convinced that a lot of people see public office as a chance to line their pockets. Instead of investing in public health, education systems that not only benefit their families, but those are the people they live around. Yeah. So you have secured the bag during your tenure, but is that how you want to be remembered really? Do <laughs> just is that is that what you want? We're talking about this once with Rajab. Shout out to Rajab. And he was saying how there's some people in Nairobi like, you can't drive around they can't drive around with their windows down. Can you imagine not living around with your windows down? I mean, you can afford AC, but still. Sometimes you want to ring on someone, but your windows are tinted, so you roll them down. You can't do that because you're a criminal. It's not how you want to live. It's not. It's really not. So just you're right by the people that elect you, because honestly, the revolution is coming soon, and I, for one, will be part of it. So... Also, I, should, I feel like I should add that this is a Bev position, not an amnesty one. just um, <laughs> in case. Like, yeah. I'm not here next week, guys. I'm tired. just kidding. <laughs> Bev has issues.
0: No Strangers to the Strip Down podcast. Beverly Wakiaga and Damari Kalonzo from our communications team Strip down their own privilege and how they interact with it in their work at Amnesty Kenya.
1: Hi, guys. My name is Beverly Wakiaga, and I am a member of the communications and membership team. Yeah, and my name is Damari Calonzo, and I work with Bev and the other and team, guys. Shout out, Colons! Um <laughs> Viva, guys, viva. <laughs> viva. So, um, yeah, you've probably heard our voices before, where the people who usually banter before <laughs> you, you actually do mm-hmm. the substantial part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we're here to talk a little bit about ourselves. And um, today's topic of discussion, if if I may say so, is privilege. And um, I don't know, how did we get to talking about this topic, Bev? Or how did this even idea about privilege, talking about privilege come up? That's a very good question. Now that I'm like, when have we. I don't think we outrightly ever just said that and were like, "Yeah, you I mean, so privilege." Isn't it a great thing to have? <laughs> it wasn't like one of. Them. <laughs> I think it was after Sabah Sabah, and yeah. um, I think that's when now we started talking about. Was it Sabah Sabah? Maybe it was a bit before that too. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, since I met you, <laughs> we've only been on and on about not necessarily our own privilege, but just privilege in general. Um, mm-hmm. And like like we talked about this before, how that, like us being comfortable talking about our privilege sort of gave everyone within Amnesty space to talk about it as well. It makes a fun, joking way, you know? Yeah. Like guys, when we're in the office and Bevo Damery says, um, as a child of privilege, um we we're channeling something it's funny in the moment but we're channeling it and i think also we're in roles or at least because we work for amnesty we're in a space where our privilege um our socio-economic privilege let me just say that we're not white males here with white male privilege Ben, you need to explain why this year you wanted to be, like, what do you call it? How oh, white, like channel the energy of a white mediocre man, like the confidence they have. <laughs> That's the energy I was channeling. So, yes. yeah. You know, after you get rejected, let me just tell you guys, adulting, first of all, is a scam. And I maybe I, I had bought into the idea, like, you go to school, you graduate, you get a job, boom, you're done. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go for months and then, and I don't know why, like at some point your self esteem <laughs> becomes tied to you doing like being employed. Yeah. And so this year was like my year of yes. We're just we're not taking like if you tell me no, well <sighs> you're a yeah. loss. Yeah. But you'll come back to me because you're not going to say no to me. That was the energy I was you were trying with the continent of a white mediocre man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to those out there who You just do Yeah. Drug babe We'll actually talk about drugging later <laughs> Um but yeah, so like we've we've sort of interacted with our privilege in a in a I, I guess it's something not that we constantly think about that we're confronted with every day we're on this job, right? Um and, I don't know, was there a time you thought, I'm privileged? Like, has there, was there, like, a certain moment of reckoning with, you know, the fact that you're... Uh, the angels coming, the light bulb moment. <laughs> I don't think it was, per se, a moment of, like, I am privileged. Yeah. It was, more. Um, I think, going to study abroad and then... Experiencing certain things that kind of made me think, but why? Why is it like that? And then coming back home and looking around and being like, but why is it like that? Why are you treating me? <laughs> why are you treating me differently, guys? Yeah, it's me. It's um, what's going on? And so realizing, I think when you grow going to certain schools or being around certain circles you learn not to take certain things for granted. And, you know, they're always like, you're blessed, you're in this position, blah, 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 blah. And I think until I went to uni, I just accepted it as, well, that's just the way the world is. And, you know, I didn't necessarily think of how I play into, you know, the way the world is. So coming back and being like, oh, so... So, wow. I'm also, part of this system, I am, I am the problem. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I don't think, like same, I don't think there's ever a moment when I was like, oh my gosh, now I finally understand that I'm privileged. I think I always <laughs> understood that I was, right? So like, like, we obviously have different backgrounds, but like, Growing up, I always what knew... What do you them. mean, Demi? We're twins. People think we're <laughs> sisters. Yeah. We're the same. <laughs> All those people who are like, oh my gosh, Bev and Dam, are you two sisters who work for Amnesty?" guys? You know, we yes. actually looked at you and were like, <laughs> friends. I met this really um, like, <laughs> like, six? six months? Yeah. Six, six months ago when Bev came into my life, magically walked into my life, my long-lost sister. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, I sort of knew that I was privileged and in order to sort of fit in, I don't, I don't want to say I was ashamed of it, but I knew that like, there's a way people think of you as rich and spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be thought mm-hmm. sort of like that. So I just like, um, I don't want to say toned down because then that would seem like I was pretending. But like, unless I- every weekend, turn up, turn up. <laughs> I was there, you know, but I turned it down for you guys. (laughs) I wanted to be one of you guys, Uh, but like, yeah, I feel like I was just—I knew it was there, and Mm -hmm. I never really—I think for me, I knew it was there. I just didn't interrogate it as much until um, I decided this is what I want to do with my career, or I'm—I'm into this sort of, you know, social justice thinking. And then I was like, yeah, now you have to, you have to deal with how. And also Mm -hmm. the part of the privilege that like made me think this way is that I got a certain education that most people don't have access to that allowed Mm -hmm. me to like see this, decide on this career path um, (laughs) and then decide that this is what I wanted to do. So I was just like, "Mm, yeah, we have to talk about privilege really. It's especially with the organization that we work for in this wow, well, can I English and the perception that people have of amnesty i don't know i think maybe it's just the idea that ngos certain ngos have a foreign and maybe it's because it's amnesty international i don't know i just thought it was a, like just what are they called expats yeah, yeah. So they would be yeah. expats and you know yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. And then you walked into yeah. like, the most Kenyan office in the in the history of Kenyan offices. Yes. Yeah. If if there's even such a thing. Honestly, <laughs> I think for me it hit me at lunchtime. Like <laughs> when, Yes. Brenda, <laughs> And then us children of privilege are like, what is that? We're getting something from Java, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order from Java. Yeah. So that everyone who shared lunch with us, we can't yes. share lunch anymore because you know COVID is here with Go us. Bit. We miss you guys. You taught us a lot. Honestly, we really did. Yeah, <laughs> we really
0: oh.
1: did. yeah. Um, you know, Amnesty. Ken- this is where the plug comes in. Amnesty Kenya <laughs> has a fantastic book club. Um, oh. you know, it's a fantastic book club, and the book of the month for august which we're currently reading and is when we are recording this is the havoc choice i'm going to show it here um if you're listening oh well sorry um you can't picture it it's a very nice book and it's it's essentially what we're talking about <laughs> like and yeah. like, um, the main character kabata has grown up with a corrupt corrupt father and she fully well knows this and is trying to sort oh, of navigate how she wants to live her life in the type of person that she wants to be and um one of the people close to her questions I says you know you can't pick and choose what part of this you like you can't be like yeah thanks I like using uh, money acquired badly or you know I like using my privilege in the healthcare system and and when I'm delivering but um when it comes to so and so I'm not part of that you 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 really have to interrogate everything all at once mm-hmm. and um be able to deal with the entirety of it or even just and by deal i also mean just acknowledging that that's a problem for you yeah i mean if it is a problem some people are as you can see clearly fine <laughs> clearly yeah. fine living you know maybe it's just us um but the reason why like our privilege just sort of came to the forefront while we discussed everything that we do in that honesty, was, you know, sometimes I feel like a fraud. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's not like, it is, that <laughs> yeah. you're not doing enough, or you're not really about the cause, if that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. you haven't had the same, like, you're not really about the cause because you haven't had the same struggle. Yes, yeah. And um, I remember the first time I met um, guys from the social justice centers and my life was completely changed. <laughs> um, um, yeah, shout out to, you know, all those guys. I'm sure, you, you know, if you haven't heard them on the podcast before, you hear them whenever, but do listen to them. They're worth listening to. Um, but I remember... This particular feeling in our room when we were at the Madari Social Justice Center. We were prepping for what 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 I'll call a flash mob um, to present a petition to the Member of Parliament on, on extrajudicial killings and police brutality. And um, in this planning meeting, um, Steveo was you know shout out Steveo. <laughs> <laughs> He was like um, leading the discussion in the planning, and he in this group of you know in this group of youth asked you know shikwa, and in a sort of way like like you know like yeah we tell you how it's gonna be if you've not been not mm-hmm. <laughs> become maturad by police before, and you know I was very ashamed, um, and I, I was like oh mm, me, but then I was like I'm actually not going to put my hand up in this. <laughs> i want to take a step back and just listen. And then I realize that this is a daily reality for these guys. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I've never had to think about that as a consequence of my, um, I'm going to say young activism. <laughs> I've never sort of thought of my speaking out, like would lead to that drastic, uh, uh, measure. Right. But yeah. it, it, it is the reality. Right. And I was like, oh, I remember like, yeah, feeling very fraudulent in that moment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you felt when you met like the guys from the social justice centers. I feel like I felt the same. But the moment for me that I really, really felt like, so what am I doing? Why, why am I here? Was when the same flash mobs that we were doing and we were standing, we were doing the moment of solidarity. And I just felt like this can't be all that we're doing, you yeah. we can't come and do a photo op and then go back and be which it wasn't it wasn't a photo op, but in my my thinking at the time, I just felt like i'm this is not enough. I'm not doing enough. we're not doing enough. We need to do more. I need to do more, and I just felt like. You know when people go and study abroad and they meet not even study abroad, what are those those projects where they go and is it volunteering? Yeah, volunteerism, yeah. Yeah, and they pick up the brown child and they're like, Oh my gosh, Annabelle, so sweet. Such a shame she doesn't have any teeth or whatever it is. <laughs> and I just felt like that. And I don't think I had ever I was I had never necessarily felt like okay. So what is the, so what is it that we're doing? Yeah. Until that moment. Yeah. That's when I was like, so what exactly are we doing? Why am I here? (laughs) Suddenly, why did you take this job? What are you doing with it? (laughs) Like that was the first time I was like, I yeah. I need to, to sit down and rethink some things. Yeah. And then like, I'm, it's just, it was actually like, you can actually get hit by a whirlwind of emotion. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for me, the other thing is, um, shout out to Rajab, who always takes us <laughs> out into the field, I would say it, is the very visual imagery of leaving Nairobi sababia leafy green Karen, and leafy, leafy green Runda, and, and then, you know, going to work in Riverside, and then... Um, going to Madare, going to um, Kiamviu, going to Mukuru, um, you know, going to Kiamaiko and being part of the human rights movement there, right? Because we, we, we are actually working and we do believe in what we're doing, but we're yes. questioning the the space within which we are taking up, right? Yes. And... Um, it just dawned on me. I think we were having a conversation with Irungu. And Irungu said, it's important that we don't um, cancel ourselves. Mm. Right. And mm. I was like, what? You've what? been this? canceled for a long time now. <laughs> I've been canceling myself for a long time and feeling unworthy. This is not the time for my space. And he said, you know, sometimes we, that's how we create factions and fissures within the human rights movement because Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is what we want is you know um for human rights to be respected and protected and fulfilled right that's what anybody wants in the human rights movement doesn't matter if you're rich poor that's what you want and we're all coming to together i'd say to Mm -hmm. be able to make this dream a reality Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's so easy to get lost in Or you shouldn't, you, you haven't protested before So you don't have the right to speak on ABCD Or, um, you know, in the case of the youth Or you're too young, you don't know how the human rights movement works That's, that's not a way in which we do things here um, Without really, like, you know, losing, <laughs> losing momentum And I think these things make us lose momentum Basically, what I'm trying to say is as a child of privilege, there is still space for you within the human rights movement. But don't come in and take up this space and say, well, I speak for everyone when I say this is unacceptable. Yeah. There is there's a space for you, but it's not to be at necessarily at the forefront and the voice of the movement. Yeah. And, but like, yeah. You own your experience, right? So you can be the voice of yourself. That's what we're mm-hmm. saying. You can be like me as Dam coming in this situation, these are Dam's opinions and views. Right? Um by the way, this is about amnesty's views. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh hey, hey, these people on the amnesty podcast said children in privilege. Nah, don't come for us, friends. Really we have yes. Bev and I both have a fear of being dragged by the edges. Yo. Yeah, and being made a meme, but that's not <laughs> pertinent the <It's a> podcast. <laughs> so you're not going to do that. Oh we, you know, is that like irungu's meme though, just constantly gets you meme, know. you know, I didn't know it was him until I started working. for him. I'm she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're the guy!" The- and yeah, but wow, you're the guy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so like we're just saying, don't speak for other other people's experiences if you haven't experienced them, right? So I'm obviously not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to say, oh my gosh, um, my struggle with police brutality, if I haven't had a struggle with police brutality, right? What I'm going to do as a child of privilege is amplify the voice of those who need to be heard, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And say, you know, this is this person's story. This is why this is wrong, General, (laughs) right? Without meaning, oh my gosh, you know, Damri said, it's not about you. I think that's it. Yeah. It's not about you. (laughs) (laughs) I know for your whole life, there must have been a space when, you know, you were told it's all about you and your dreams. And, but like the inequality with which we are dealing with presently requires us to take a step back, see how we've benefited from the inequality that currently exists. Mm -hmm. And and also how we, um, we allow this inequality to continue it's just interesting because I feel like we all like it's not a conversation people have within the human rights movement, like, mm-hmm. and like y- you know that person is so privileged they shouldn't be in that press conference or um that person shouldn't be able to talk about this because you know yeah, I get which I get, but at the same time, I feel like we should always interrogate why the person is privileged that. The press conference yeah because it might be like what agenda are you selling and then also most of the time you're more likely to listen to the privilege or they're more likely to listen to the privileged person yeah the person who's going through these things on a daily basis the person who has more insight so sometimes it comes across like we're coming into swooping and where yeah. the heroes, everyone is okay. Is okay. I, I have brought my bucket of water to put out this entire fire. Build, building on fire. So <laughs> it's, it's like, you, I think you have to know your space, and you know navigate that, which we're currently trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right, um, and I think that's like the. Like, what are your intentions? <laughs> right? mm. If you're like again, for me, it all goes back to one care, right? And be genuine in your caring, and mm-hmm. just that's what. If you're going to uh, present yourself as, oh, I'm the know-it-all, and this is my, you know, meh, check yourself. Really, check. We don't. We don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but like, um, I think like you know, there's there's some powerful imagery I saw. Um, I'm seeing around the world, actually. I'm, I'm sure you guys have, you know, you, you can picture what I'm saying. And there are a number of times when I thought, hmm, okay, people use privilege in different ways. So with the George Floyd protests that were going on in the States, um, there's one picture or one video I saw of this black black young boy. Was, you know, the police were approaching him. And um, uh, um very young, fairly <laughs> young, yeah, really. I wouldn't say this person was more than like, 15 years old or, you know, and um, a white girl, you know, jumps and comes in front of him, right? And she's like, no, don't do this. Like, he wasn't doing anything, like, wrong or, you know, she's like, she's standing in the gap, right? Because she knows, I think also there's a certain sense of security she had for, like, this this dude's not going to harm me, but they will harm... (laughs) You know him, yeah, and it's the same same imagery we we saw a couple of, of years back of um I think there was a group of Christians, I don't remember where it was um that um sort of held hands around a group of Muslims who are praying, right, yeah. and I'm like, you know, being a human being in this like just channel your humaneness. Right? Mm-hmm because i don't think these people are acting from a supernatural part of you know their, their their selves but i think they do recognize that there's a benefit i have that that person doesn't have right mm-hmm. and that there's something wrong with the way the world works that that exists you know um and and so i feel like understanding how you can support the human rights movement is essential right so for us I'd say that we're using our um, very privileged education <laughs> to aid the human rights movement, right? <laughs> right? We might struggle with how we got here, um, but I think it's important that we've chosen to use, you know, your your journalism skills, my legal skills, to further the movement by having these conversations, right? And Another thing that I think we're really good at doing, both of us, is we create, we sort of created a space where it was okay to talk about our privilege and, you know, challenge, (laughs) let other people challenge us, right? There's so much that, you know, we could talk about like privilege, um, privilege in protests. Remember that's like those stark images of how um, um, in the protests with the protests. In solidarity with george floyd and what was going on in the states um there people use it as an opportunity to talk about police brutality here and there are some people who protested outside the u.s embassy and it was all rosy for them <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like That's yeah your freedom of expression and speech and your and your right to assembly and protest is protected um but those who came from the infor- informal settlements in Nairobi, it ended in tear gas for them, you know. And that's stuff,
0: and also.
1: Yeah, and that's that stuff we as um, we as a human rights movement need to interrogate. Why does that stuff happen? You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, we're not canceling people who are privileged. You have a space. You. Some of you should be canceled though, but. <laughs> um i That's don't know right. it's safe to set the criteria for people to be cancelled um yeah, yeah. Beb, Beb, you'll figure that out in a later episode i'll i'll, I'll share with you guys the the document <laughs> and i'll add to it um yeah don't don't come for people because you're like oh my gosh you don't deserve to speak on this um i think because and i think because we're dealing with human rights issues that are universal or human rights that are universal, inalienable, indivisible, interdependent, interrelated, all human beings should be able to talk about human rights. We're just saying your background um, also plays into how you engage in making sure these human rights are respected and protected, right? And don't don't cancel yourself, And don't cancel other people who have the real lived, real lived struggles and experiences, right? Don't speak for them if you've never had that experience. Um, Support them, amplify their voices. Um, Read, oh, read people, read, read. join amnesty kenya book club i'm telling you again you can join amnesty kenya book club But you know just follow our social media channels there's a link there somewhere that you can be able to follow um yeah but what about if you're one of those people you know your place you you understand that because of your experiences you can't speak to certain things um You've never gone through certain things, but you still want to stand in solidarity. You still, you want to do something to end human rights violations. How can people do that? Become a member of Amnesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one. That's one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, One is joining, is joining organizations that, you know, um, fight the cause. Fight the cause. Fight Fight for the cause? Yeah. Don't, don't join organizations that fight. <laughs> but fight for the cause. Can, yeah. can we English, really? That's, it came on a ship, we're fine. Yeah. Um, that's one way. Um, what's the second way that we're advising people? Um, I think reading, learning, asking tough questions. Of yourself and also others, Um, not being afraid to say, I personally don't know. Yeah, I don't don't be a (laughs) know-it-all. Don't be like, well, if people just do X, Y, and Z, then that will be the end of human rights violation. Yeah, it's really not that simple. Um, So, yeah, ask questions, read. um, Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to question the circumstance you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Don't 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 like I think it's essential that you have a voice. Having a voice is is, you know, even within your friend group, within your family group, um in those spaces, um, that's where it matters to have these conversations. That's where it matters to ask and to question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, don't fear. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, because like, possible. Yeah, we are afraid of being dragged. There's afraid of becoming a meme. Um, but I think we're slowly moving out of the shell of the fear of speaking out. Right. Mm. Um, we have a different perspective for sure. But police brutality is wrong. (laughs) Right. And yeah, if someone from the informal settlements who's experiencing who's experienced it is saying that. I'm going to say it as well. I haven't experienced it, but it's wrong. It's against human rights. Right. Um, so don't be afraid to speak out. And yeah, I think, I think that's my advice. Um, so yeah, Bev, what are your bare minimums? What, you know, if, if the, you want people to take something away from this conversation, what would you want it to be? Um, I think it's give yourself some grace. Um, I think even like yesterday, well, yeah, yesterday when we did the recording with the social justice um, homies, they said no one is born, like there's no manual for human rights or human rights activism. You're not born like, well, I step like this, then I do this, then I do this. Um, If you're, if you're ashamed or you feel like it's not enough, like it's, it's okay. We all come to things differently. And for me, what keeps me going is just um, this Maya Angelou quote where she says, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. So now that you have learned it, what are you going to do with with that information? Um, I'm hoping it's, that if you listen to this podcast, I'm really hoping that you're going to do something positive, that you're going to really think about the Kenya you you want to live in and how you can be part of achieving it. Yeah. And so... Don't don't beat yourself up too much over where you started, because you start. We all have started somewhere, so give yourself some grace. But let's be timely. Um, <coughs> these things are not they're not ending without all of us. There's being this to build. to build. Don't take too much yes. time giving yourself grace. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it, but not. Yeah, but not too much. But also, I feel like in addition to that, that we in the human rights movement should also give grace to people who mm-hmm. are new and who are learning and adjusting to, hey, actually, that usually happens. We're here for you. Sometimes it might seem like we're not, but really, we're, <laughs> we, are, we, are, we, are, we too are trying and learning to be here for you, you know. And if we're not that here for you, Google's a friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or just DM Amnesty Kenya. I'm sure like, you'll have something to say. I'll respond. Yeah, Bev will respond. Um, <laughs> I think for me, my bare minimum is you know, for all the children of privilege listening to this podcast, um, you know, shout out, wave, wave, wherever you are. <laughs> um, l- learn to sit in the discomfort of your privilege. Like now that you know, and it's unsettling you, you know, the fact that um, people don't have the same access to healthcare that you have access to education that you have, the fact that you, you know, you a group of schools and that has allowed you and propelled you to um, live and study abroad, and then that you know has led you to getting more job opportunities than someone else who just went to a public school, you know, in Moyale or in a mud like or in you know anywhere else in this country very different from you. Now that you know that the inequality exists, right? I understand that it may be painful. It might be uncomfortable to just realize, oh yeah, all my friends are we're kind of the same, and we sort of kind of create this this echo chamber and bubble <laughs> with these issues, um. Sit in that discomfort and then find someone you can talk to about it. Um, join Amnesty and yes. become a member, <laughs> right? And um, support the social justice centers. Like, move, sit in your discomfort. And I think only by sitting in that discomfort will it move you to genuinely participate and amplify the voices of those, you know, those people whose voices need amplifying. It will also genuinely move you to an authentic place of your own activism. You know, Um, so just sit there, marinate in that discomfort. Ikimaliza kukuasha. just, just, yeah, hit us up. (laughs) Um, One of us (laughs) will reply. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for listening to the Down podcast where we've, just literally stripped down our own privilege, but also given you the space to interrogate your own. Check yourselves, please.
0: Did you know that Amnesty International Kenya is a membership organization? That means our work is entirely driven by you. Check out the description below to find our social media handles, links to what we are jamming to this week, and how you can become a member. We are waiting for you. Ciao.